Welcome to the King's Healing Room Podcast, where we are a kingdom ministry within global presence. We are located at 4326 Pharaoh in Syracuse, New York, 13219, where the executive pastor is Elder Yulon Jones and the senior pastor and founder is Bishop Brian K. Hill Sr. All are welcome. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is the King's Healing Room, Kingdom Academy. And we invite you all to join us today. We invite you to come out to SOS service on Sunday at 4326. Bay Road, Syracuse, New York, 13219. Trust me, you will never be the same when you leave God's house. And if you are the same, you're the one I want to talk to today. So, first we give reverence to our Father. Those that can, just stand and give reverence. Just stand for a moment, just a moment. Because God gave us all we want this morning. If you woke up listening to me, he gave you something more important than last night's party. Trust me, he gave you life. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for allowing us to be here this morning. Lord, thank you for giving us the breath of life. To walk this earth, to praise your name, give you glory and honor for who you are. Our creator, our father, our provider, our healer, our protector. Lord, be in this of what we do today, Lord, that we be of your will and your will only. That we love someone today and cause someone to love us. That we show and shine the light within us, the Holy Spirit. To draw someone near that they give their life to Christ. Lord, that you get the victory, glory, honor, and praise. Lord, keep your hands upon those here, there, and everywhere. Keep your eyes shining within their hearts, Lord. That this day, they will understand, they will get to know, and they will come to the conclusion that you are in control, and you are very, very, very much real. These things we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, last week, Elder Karen Howard was talking about yield, proceed with caution. Well, I'm going to keep bringing it up. I'm going to come back up with it. This is the other half of my half that gave you your half what needed to be done. And she gave you the cake. I'm going to give you the frosting and the ice cream to go with that cake. Okay? It's all about food. Trust me. <laughs> now, you have all kinds of signs when you're driving, walking, or whatever you're doing. Even just in your house, you have signs. You have toasters saying, do not touch, hot. You have stove that have warning signs on it. Some of did you know something is still warm, something is hot. You got indication on the stove that tell you Top, still warm. 
You got all these warning signs to tell you, to let you know, to coach you that don't approach. Watch out. Be safe. Be cautious. But see, we are creatures of habit. Some of them don't care. Some of us don't care. You ever had? See, I like grits. Mm, mm. I like that nice bowl of hot grits. Some fish on the side. I'm talking about you put some butter in there and it cool it off just right, but it's still hot. Saturday night, I, I, something just didn't click. And I had some fishing grits that we had on Friday. So I had to warm them up in the microwave. Microwave getting warm. <laughs> Got them real warm, real hot. But see, something didn't click. And see, I like to put my fish on top of my grits. So that way, they meet them together. So when you break off a piece of fish, grits is at the bottom. You scoop that there too. You get two in one. But something didn't click. And I shoved that in my mouth. Mm-mm-mm. Let me tell you. I didn't spit it out. Because those are my grits and my fish. But it could have hurt on me. It was hot. When I say hot, it was hot. The grits was still steaming in my plate. So it was hot. I didn't take that. I didn't yield to the warning that was given to me. The steam off the grits, off the fish, let you know it is hot. But see, my flesh wanted it. My desire needed it. My tongue, roof of my mouth, paid for it. Okay? I didn't yield to the warning sign. I didn't yield. I didn't proceed with caution. Scoop it. No matter how much my flesh wanted to go ahead and just bite, chew, and just melt the roof of my mouth, I had to proceed with caution until it was cool enough to eat. Cool enough to eat. Then I could have enjoyed it a lot better. See? That's what we fail to do in this world today, in this day and age. To yield and proceed with caution so we can enjoy ourselves. The Lord never said it was going to be easy. No matter what you do, it was never going to be easy. You want success? It's going to be hard. You got to work hard for it. You want children? It's going to be hard. You got to work for it. But when they come, you 
just now started. Your work just started. Until they leave your house, you're going to be working hard for that. You want all these things, but you want it easy. Christ never said they're going to be easy. He never said you're going to be comfortable at it. But when you work hard for it, and you put God first, trust me, it's still going to be some suffering, hard work to go with it. But you're going to be enjoying it. Because whatever God gives you, he won't take it away. Whatever Satan gives you, he takes it away because he wants to take you away. He wants you to get on the other side. He wants you to stay with him. He gets angry when you don't. But when you ride, when you ride with Christ, oh, you ride in good. Trust me. Fishing grits ain't the only thing that's going to be good in your life. Proceed with caution. Words like God, worry, worry, and watchful are used to describe the characteristic of cautionness. See, you can be <coughs> caution, but you also got to be cautious. Because it's what comes before you get to where you're going to be at. Do you get to that crossroad to where you say, is this right or wrong? But see, once you pass that, people say, oh, it's all over. No, it's not. Because God is a, he's a forgiving God. You can go back, back, and ask for forgiveness and go the way God planned you to go. That's why you only got two paths to travel. The straight and narrow or the wide and broad world road. You got two ways to go. It ain't no three. It's the Holy Trio, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But it's only two roads that you can travel. Only two roads. Don't let nobody tell you it's three, it's the gray area. You know, I've been on that gray area on the hall for a long time, and I've never seen it roll. Always along the road with definite destruction. So that gray area, that purgatory, that lane that you say you're going to be just dead and just limbo and carrying all that sin, and you die, and you're just going to be, you're going to be no ghost. Casper don't even know where he at. Casper know that Casper is a ghost that can't nobody see, but those that believe can see him. Uh, tricky question. <laughs> Being cautious can bring many image to your mind. Proceed with caution is a sign we may see that sparks 
a feeling of hesitation or even fear. See, God, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like snakes. I don't like snakes. I don't like to see them on TV. I don't like to see them on a picture, on a phone, hanging on the wall, in the corner, in the woods. I don't even like to see a snake tattoo. I don't like snakes. Period. One person found out that I don't like snakes. I love my brother. I love my pastor. But we almost have a misunderstanding. <laughs> he got a big kick out of it. I did. And if I didn't know what I knew then, he would have been called a safe light to fix his windows. Christopher went fishing. You know who I'm talking to. <laughs> went fishing. Walking in, get to where we're going to go. He goes behind the building. So I'm walking and didn't know where he was. By the time I seen where he was, I wasn't walking over that way. And he showed his love. And I seen something on the ground and I knew. Yeah. To see what caused I knew something was wrong with that image that I seen. So I took off running. Didn't know. He picked it up. Didn't know it wasn't real. <laughs> I didn't know it was real. It was a fake snake, but I didn't know. My mind says snake. My mind says feet get to moving. And that's all we do. We coordinate together and we get out of there. If anybody's in my way, I'm sorry. I apologize when I see you the next day if I see you. But I'm gonna knock you down. So if I get in the morning, you better go. I'm sorry. I'm going to be honest with you. That's one fear I don't think I can get around. So if you're a baby, you're an old lady, old man, you're in a wheelchair, trust me. If somebody says snake, pardon the way, because the ball coming through. I'm just, I'm just being honest. I'm being transparent. I'm not going to lie about it. I ask for forgiveness of my father for knocking that people down. But in the meantime, part my way so I can get out of there. So everybody know me. So I'm tell I eat, I run from snakes. Just to let you know. So we got him to jump his vehicle to go somewhere else. Didn't know he had it sitting on the seat by me. I didn't know. I'm talking with him. It's happening for me. Just riding stuff. Didn't know. Got out of the vehicle and we're getting our fishing pole and stuff. Still didn't know he had it sitting right next to me. That's why I say he would have been called a safe life. 
Because I've been out of that truck. I've been out of that SUV so quick, I'd have lost all those wounds out of it. The stream alone would attract everything that he had in there. So when we got out, we went to walking. He, I don't know how I ended up, but somehow I was facing him, he was facing me. And basically he said, what you want me to do? I said, lift your shirt up. Do this, do that there. I was about to tell you, drop your pants because like, I'm not getting in that, I'm not getting near you until I know that you ain't got nothing. He said, what you want me to do, strip out here? I said, yes. And when he lifted his shirt up, the plate snake dropped. So I told him, throw it away. So he acted like he threw it away. I, no, 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 I didn't see nothing fly. So he threw it away. Then he realized, I truly am afraid of snakes. Because I was going to catch Big Blue back home. I wasn't going to ride with him. I love my brother. I love my pastor. But I wasn't going to ride with him no more. Because I don't know if he had another one or not. I don't care if we are doing about 40, 50 down the road. I would jump out the vehicle and tuck him over. See, but people say, you don't get fear. I say, yield, leave me alone. Because that's, I think that's one fear that I'll never get over. See, that's why sometimes you gotta proceed with caution. See, we have fun in the Kings Healing Room, but they know now that I'm afraid of snakes completely. I really am. That's one of my fear that probably go to my grave with me. That and fly a plane, too. Sorry. So, how does cautious work in a believer's life? What does God say about this fruitful gift? What does God say about Using biblical caution in situation means that you are interacting godly wisdom, discernment, and self-control without rushing God's perfect timing. See, it's all thing about it's all about God. It's not about us. No matter how much you think that. You is this and that, and all the bag of chips. Open a bag of chips. You got that much air in there, a little bit of chip. Open it up and see. See, them chips are right there, there's a fruit there. That's what God put there. All that air, that's you. You upset when you come and say that? Take it up from my father. But it's true. Open a bag of chips and tell me what you think. Take a bag of chips and let it sell. Oh, it feels like it's a blunt. Shake it like it's sell. He's like, whoa, whoa, they chip me. No. That's how life are. Life don't give you everything. Life gives you what they want you to have. God gives you what He what you need. That's the difference between this world and Christ. 
tries to give you, this world will take from you. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 22. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. Do not quit the spirit. Do not despise prophecy. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every abstain from every form of evil. See, that's when you start to get, that's when you start to yield. See, because when you come into a crossroad, when you come into a red light, when you come into a light that went out because of a storm, and there's no light at all, what do you do? You proceed with caution. You yield at the stop. You treat that street light for corners, intersection where you at. Light is a stop sign. You look both ways in a hand. And you proceed with caution. See, but somebody, some a lot of people forget about that once they get the license. Once you pass your test and you get behind the wheel, you forget about everything that you read to get through the permit test to get your permit and then go on a road test, you forget all that the instruction the instructor, the instructor showed you. Now it's all about you. See, but that's the way we get in trouble. That's how things happen. Because if you didn't read everything you post out of way. Very small thing, narrow, but it's packed full of information from Genesis to Revelation of God's Word to help you on this journey that you want. If you on a journey, and I say that with loose lips, if you're on a journey, and if you just in limbo in that gray area of purgatory, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, in this sense, you're gonna find out that something is coming, someone is coming, and you better have yourself right. You better have yourself right. I said it, yes, I did. You don't like what I said? I said, you better have yourself right. Because this is a serious situation, people. This is very serious. And don't think that you have all the time in the world you can just say, oh, forgive the Lord. And everything is cool and collected. 
You better have a relationship with Christ, a very intimate relationship with him. Because he already knew your thoughts. Trust me. God already, he already created us. He already knows every enemy in us. What we're going to do before we do it, because he already has things already set in place before we even get there. Here, God tells us to pray and give thanks, allowing our thoughts. I Yes, I did. Give thoughts to go to Him before we act. Before we act, He wants us to go to Him with our thoughts. Go to him. Because he already knows what you're thinking. He just wants to know that you trust him and what he's doing for you. And a lot of people don't trust him. I'm being honest. A lot of people don't trust him. That's why y'all are trying to get things ahead before he even get there and thinking that he's not capable of, he can't handle this. Say that real fast. <laughs> I crack myself up, y'all. I'm telling you, I crack myself up. Nobody say you your own entertainment. Yes, I am. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Do not be dismayed. Bad company corrupt good character. Now I'm going to talk about some of those people that, that, see, if you think these things just happening, think again. The reason why I say that, back in the day, when the world was astray, Jesus already said 
The flood was supposed to be a surprise to the world. You can find that in Matthew chapter 25. Read chapter 25. He'll tell you this. But he also told everyone he's coming back. When? You don't know. But he's coming back. Like a thief in the night, he will show up. Without no warning, he will show up. Without a yield sign, he will show up. Without any kind of preparation, he will show up. And people say, well, what? Nobody told me. I'm telling you, we stand here every morning, every day. We have Bible study every Wednesday. We are on our job telling you what Christ said. We preaching the gospel in and out of season, wherever we at, in church, out of church. We minister people in stores, in the streets. And you say you didn't know? Or you didn't want to listen? Because you had better things to do. What's better to do than to hear the word of Christ knowing that one day he's coming to take you somewhere. Everyone going to stand before judgment, sit in the seat of Christ and be judged by the best judge. I don't care what judge they got in the courthouse. Ain't none of them better than my father, Jehovah. None of them. I don't care who they are. They will sit and be judged by the only judge that matters. Their creator. They will be judged. And their houses, roads, everything they got, bank accounts, won't matter. Because God cannot be bribed, nor can he be swayed. The word toxic, toxic invokes an image of something poisonous that poses as a danger to anyone who approaches it. Hmm. I can spot a snake probably a mile away. I'm being honest. The closer I get, I probably bring out the hides. I know something ain't good. And it's probably the ones I don't like. See, we often use this word in relation to chemical or waste matter. Every once in a while, though a person can be described this way. <laughs> now I'm talking about you. Yeah, you peeping at me through the, through the virtual man, you? Yeah, you. I'm talking about you. I'm sorry. Because I'm talking about me. So if I'm talking about me, I'm talking about you. Because you're the one that caused me to be like this. Because I 
So far, I called myself a good person when I was in the world. Because I was running with you. But see, I got my own, my own to live up to. See, I got the kind of accountability of what I did. Because you couldn't make me did what I did, but you was influenced of what needed to be done at that time when I was living in the world. But now, I'm not living in the world. I am in the storm, but the storm is not in me. So no one can make me do anything that's not godly, that's not righteous. That's my own flesh and desire to do that. Like a sign that cautions us not to be touched or not to touch hazardous material, scriptures warns us about the danger of spending time with someone who can spread false and destructive beliefs. And they're out there. They're out there waiting for anyone and everyone because they work for no good, slew-footed, humpback, ponytail. I'm not going to take this from my sister. Joker. And I don't even take nothing from her. She gives it to me. But I'm putting all this together because that's what you are. Satan, that's what you are. Part of the problem is the actual behavior they display. But perhaps the more concerning issue is how easily they, their attitude can in contaminate those around them. Their attitude can contaminate anything. But if you ain't prayed up, if you ain't walking with Christ, if you straddle the fence, it's easy to be contaminated. It's easy. Because you left the door open to the, to the, to the corral or the chicken, the, 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 the hen house, and the fox walked in. You left the door to the chicken house, hen house cracked open. The fox, he's sneaky. He know how to nudge it, nudge his nose in there and move it away to open it up in the wild so he can walk in and have a feast. See, we allow our doors to be open to sin. Because we're not yield. We're not yielding to what was told to us. We're not yielding to the word that we got when we were children. We're not yielding to the, to the sign that, that this land has given us, regardless about this world. This world puts signs up, stop sign, yield, stop. Red light, green light, yellow light, all of it plays a big part in your life. 
Beware of dogs. What you think that means? You just gonna go in the fence? Beware of dogs? You don't see the dogs. You think, oh, they just put that sign there so they can just keep people out. Keep on thinking that way. <laughs> I'm going to pray for you. What is a toxic person? Being toxic beyond disagreement or even troublesome. In fact, one definition of the, of the term reads very harmful or unpleasant. More than signs now. Yield. Proceed with caution. Oh, that's my best friend. But yield. Proceed with caution. You weren't with your best friend yesterday. You don't know what your best friend did. You don't know what kind of trouble your best friend caused. But that's your best friend. Even family members are the worst one that you can be with because those are the ones you get close to you that can hurt you. And they do. But a believer is there to comfort you, to talk to you, to let you know you're doing wrong. Well, I don't like you talking to me that way. You're upset because they're trying to help you? Apparently, you don't know what you're doing. And then later on, you call them up. Um, where you at? Well, I'm home right now. I'm, I'm eating fish and grits. Well, um, I, I need a favor. Okay, what's going on? Um, I'm in jail right now. And um, I want to know, can um, they said my bond was $20,000. And um, I just want to know, can you help me out? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I got 20 cents on me. Is that close to what you need? No, I said $20,000. I said, yeah, but I said 20 cents. Well, can you put your house up for collateral? So I'm, I'm good for it, and um, I'll make sure that I go to court. Is they smoking in jail too? They drinking and smoking in there? They giving y'all something to drink and smoke? Warning signs. Come on. In fact, one definition of terms read very harmful or unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way. Hmm. Insidious means Something that's eternal life, like a heart, like high blood pressure, okay? High blood pressure can, can affect you and cause your mood to be totally different. Pervasive moves through your body. Touch the contaminate everything through you. 
See, this point to the seriousness of having someone toxic in your life, not only can they affect your mood by what they do or say, but their negative spirit can end up breaking your heart down as well. God is passionate about protecting the purity of his people and yet hope that all will eventually come to repentance. See, it's all about God. It's all about Christ. It's all about the Holy Spirit. We can survive, we can go, we can do, we can evolve if we don't have them. If you don't have a relationship with those holy trio, if you don't have a relationship with them, you have nothing. You have nothing. The reason why, because this body, this temple that we got here, it's only going to last for a season. When it gone, we got seeds that was put in us before we was formed. What you do with those seeds determine and the relationship you have with Jesus Christ our Father determines your outcome. But God has the last word. No matter what, He has the last word. But when you deny Christ in front of man, Christ will deny, denounce you in front of His Father. So if you don't have a relationship with Him and you don't want to know Him until something bad happens, but you wonder why he don't answer you? Why God don't give you this? Because you're basically a good person? You don't do nothing wrong to people? What are you doing with Christ? You're doing something wrong with him. You put him on the back burner. He's not the afterthought. He's our first thought. So while, so while he calls us to reach out to and show his love to all we meet, the Lord warns us, do not let ourselves be contaminated in the process. But it is a challenging balance to strike. It is very challenging. It is very challenging to, to balance this life of believer in this world. Because there's so much out there that draws and pulls us. There's so much out there that paint a 
perfect picture. And there's so many out there that's going for it. The temporary things that in this world, that's what they see. The things that not seen, can't be touched, taste, feel, they don't, they don't want it because they don't believe in it. Okay, if it's real, why can't I see it? If it's real, why can't I touch it? I can touch this. I can hear it. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear it. Now, let me pose a question to you. If a tree falls in the woods, do it make a sound? A lot of people say no. Some people say yes. Very few say I don't know because I, I wasn't there to hear it fall. The ones that say no say if it fell in the woods, it didn't make a sound because nobody's around. The ones that say, yes, it makes a sound because they believe. They really believe that when it hit the ground, it made a sound. Those that wasn't sure about it are straddling the fence. They sometimes. Those the ones that say, no, is in the world. Those are those toxic ones. But those are ones that wasn't in the woods and said, yes, it makes a sound. Those are the believers that believe whatever God does, he has a purpose for what he does. So when it made a sound, it made a loud thundering thump. You don't have to be there to know that it made a sound. You don't see the wind. Anybody say they see the wind is a liar. <laughs> I'm telling you now. Because I've, I've been looking all my life, I'm 60 years old, I haven't seen the wind yet. You see what blows in the wind. You don't see the wind. Those that say they see the sun, yes, you can see the image of the sun, and it's hot. Do you believe that the sun is close? The sun is, it is the farthest, this is the closest star there is. And it is billions of miles away. But you can still see it. You can still see it. So if it's that close to us and it's that far away from us, what makes you think 
that God is so lack of what he's doing, earth is the only thing that he made, only thing that he created. We're the only creature that exists anywhere. Would you believe that I, if I told you I seen an alien, would you believe me? Because I did. I did see an alien. But the thing about it, God made that alien. The thing about it, Regardless, I love that area because that area is not like me. See, I am a believer in heart, passionate, cold, sold out to Christ. And the alien that I see is not like me. They're deceitful, nasty, vocal with the language, deceitful, nasty, criticizing with the gossip, deceitful, nasty, hurtful in the mind of what they say. All this See, you don't have to be from another planet to be an alien. You can be right here on Earth. Aliens blend in with everything in their surrounding so they can fit in. They don't want you to know who they are. That's Satan. His best job, his best work is to make everybody believe he don't exist. So that way he can sneak and go around as he pleases. And when you give him that power to be invisible to you and those around you, you are toxic. Because you spread that negativity to everything that you touch and contaminate areas that you go into. See those warning signs. That's when you have to yield when you start seeing these things go on. When you start seeing this person say, talk about this person and doing this to that person and putting little, little nasty stuff in their drinks and stuff like that, or touching their food and touching their food and they fix it for them. You're going to hang out with that person? What are they going to do to you when you? Stop being in their circle. And if you, even if they don't, why would you hang out with something like that? Why would you affiliate yourself with someone like that? That's toxic. And you will be contaminated too. Eventually, I don't care how. You swear I love God, I'm not going to be like that person. Then why would you hang out with them? Why don't you tell them they want? That's wrong what you just did. So if you do that to them, what would you do to me? 
Oh, I would never do that to you. Oh, you would never do that to me. But you say you like that person, but soon that person disagrees with what you say. You do this. When is it my turn? Toxic. Yield. Proceed with caution. Get them out your circle. The only one should be in that circle. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on. That's your circle. That's a triangle that you belong in the middle. You don't need that in your life. And if you do need that in your life, you're heading down the wrong road. You're in that purgatory, that great area that you call that that's the area you in. And that's a dangerous area to be in. Part of, the, of that balance. Okay, I got too far gone. Let, let, let me bring it back so that we move back on the same page. So while he called us to reach out and to show his love to all we meet, the Lord warns us not to let ourselves be contaminated in the process. But it is a challenge, it is a challenging balance to strike part of that balance has to do with staying strong in our faith. Remember that triangle? You in the middle? God, Father, Holy Spirit. That's a triangle. You stay strong in your faith. And that balance. Stay reading in God's word. Study God's word daily and fellowshipping with other believers are just two active activities that keep us in line with him. Because you got that believer, nothing can shake them. Because they are the foundation that my father is my strength. My father give me what I need. I read my father's word, I pray and I talk to my father. I don't just go to church just to get the monkey off my back and then back out there again doing the same thing. I take this and I get, like, like my sister said, Elder Rivers, I go to church to get filled back up. Not to get filled up, to get filled back up. It's a difference. To get filled up is to get that monkey off your back. She said, I go to church to get filled back up. A lot of people say, I go to church to get filled up. But she, she put something in there. I go to church to get filled back up. She got a whole week, even a couple of days, drains your tank. Because the people that you talk to, the people that you interact with, they can be so drainful. But she go to the Bible study 
to get the fuel back up, to top it back off, top that tank back to where it needs to be. And then a few more days, church, I'm sorry, church. And then she goes back, back to the service, to the holy service station to get top back off, to go a few more days. And in the meantime, she's in this. I woke up one morning, one early morning. I'm talking about it was like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. I woke up and thought somebody was in our house. And then my wife sitting on the side of the bed praying, reading the Bible. I woke up like, ah! Oh. She said, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I am now. See, I know believers that stay in the sin. If I start naming names, like, like, like we should say, I end up losing people. But I know, and you know who you are. When you encourage someone, when you encourage yourself to stay prayed up, stay in God's word, you stay in line with him. When we have a strong foundation ministering to others, become another way to worship the Lord. People don't believe that. But when you minister to others, you get what you need too. Some verses instruct us to keep seeking the good of others, no matter what their meaning towards us might be. So don't get to that point that you feel that I don't like this person because what they did to me. The Lord ain't looking at what they did to you. He's looking at what you're going to do back to them. Okay? He's looking at what you're going to return evil for evil for. Or miss. Mis misbehaving, deception, anything back to them just to get even with them. Mm -hmm. They've got their time. You don't mess your time up by messing up, by, by getting contaminated. Luke chapter 6, verse 28 says, Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Yield. Proceed with caution. There are going to be days when there is nothing, nothing going right. But only one thing go right. Mm. That's Christ Jesus. Amen. Hold on to his hand. Mm -hmm. Stay firm. Mm -hmm. I'm the rock that he place you on. Mm -hmm. And let him lead you. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for allowing me speaking today. Thank you for giving me the courage, Lord, to speak and say what you told me to say, mm -hmm. that you gave me. Mm -hmm. Disregard how someone feels about me, because you're the only one that I'm pleasing. Let someone be encouraged by the word today. Let someone be convicted by the word today. And we, 
continue to give you the glory, honor, and praise. And we're getting ready for Women's Day. For those that don't know, come to the King's Hilligrom. Amen. Day, today they have a service and they is off the chain. Amen. So, Heavenly Father, thank you. These days we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. enjoyed this podcast we have three different ways that you can give one way is using the giveify app by downloading giveify using your ios or android device and search the king's hill room where you will see our senior pastor bishop brian k hill's senior photo you also can use our text to give here how it works there are five steps step one text give to 1-844-981-2759, which is a unique to the King's Hiller Room. Step two, you will receive a text with instructions. Step three, follow the instructions to set up a given account. Step four, text the amount you want to give and the designation. It could be a tithe, offering, or general fund. In step five, you will receive a receipt via email confirming your gift. And here's the last way you can give. You can use PayPal and send your donation to tkhroffice at gmail.com. That is tkhroffice at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to listen to more messages like the one you have heard. We are the King's Healing Room and we are a kingdom ministry with a global presence.